what's going on everybody welcome to advent of whiskey whiskey web and whatnot get out of your sleigh park your horses get your favorite whiskey and hang out with us for a while warm up from the inside yeah that's what we like to say so if you're an avid listener and you have nothing to do during the holidays of december then you probably just listened to an episode yesterday. So this is following up to that. We're continuing our Advent calendar whiskey. So we're on Drams 3 and 4 today. And we actually got the app this time. So we have uh, this Flavia, Flaviar. I want to say Flaviar because Flaviar sounds so aggressive. But hmm. but it's I think it is Flaviar because it's supposed to be like caviar. Right. But I don't know. Nobody ever pronounces these things to us. They just take our money and send us things. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. I emailed the people at Barrel, and they said it's pronounced Barrel, not Burrell. Nice. So we know. Well, there we go. We, we solved that <laughs> mystery. We'd been saying it correctly. Yeah. The people of Barrel. Anyway, so this app is like, rate whiskey's most polarizing flavors, and then you rate the 24 drams from the advent calendar, mm. and it's supposed to recommend stuff so let's try it out so i say start how do you feel about a strong alcohol burn chuck says love it 100 percent. that's what i want yes i want it i want to know i want to get punched in the face yeah <laughs> okay so. so we'll we'll just say all the way up that's plus five all right okay how do you feel about smoky flavors less into smoky it's a middle of the road i'm a little under halfway take it or leave it yeah I would be like, if it was a one to 10, I'm like, I'm a three on that. Every once in a while, I don't mind experiencing it, but. It is kind of a one to 10. They do it a little different. They have negative five to positive five. So if you don't care, you just say zero. Okay. But I'll say, I'll say negative one. We'll slightly say not smoky. Yeah. All right. How do you feel about spicy? I would say plus three or four. You love spicy. I wouldn't necessarily say all the way up, but. but you do like spice. I'll say three. All right. Sweet. Meh. Nah. We'll say negative, negative two. Yeah. All right. Loading. Okay. So we have to go back and retroactively do one and two. So how did we like it? I think we said a five or six for this one. So it's different on their scale. We'll say a three. Okay. Sure. Describe your experience with this bottle. Can I not? I said B on accident. (laughs) It took the letter B somehow. All right. There you go. So let's do the next one. Which we really liked. We gave it a seven. Yeah, so we'll give that a plus four here. Wonderful. And then we're going to move on to our next ones. I should probably describe these for fun. So it was like orange, vanilla, Coke. Cool. Compare bottles to level up your recommendation. We definitely favored day two a lot more. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now. Number three is a scotch whiskey. Number three. Let's do it. Oh, I still have a little bit of whiskey here. (laughs) Spoiler alert, we're recording more than one per day. No, we're not. Yeah. This is a different day. What are you talking about? This is December 2nd. The last one was December 1st. Ah, I see, I see. All right, moving on. Number three is a scotch whiskey. It is blended scotch. It's single malt, 47% alcohol. So that's actually fairly high for a scotch a lot of times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got the slightest sniff of it and... Oh, God. I am not going to be a fan. Okay. Well, there we go. Put the tiniest amount in there. Ooh. Yeah. It has a... almost has like an apple cider. It has a potent... 
Yeah, like yeah, like a like bad vinegar, like wine that's gone right. bad. Okay, I was gonna say like apple cider is what I was getting out of it, which is no. Oh, I don't even want to try this one honestly. Ooh, that's not a good thing. This might be the first after seven whiskey. Zero tentacles. Can we have zero? Ooh. Oh god. Each cask is unique. The wood, age, temperature, and location in the Rick House, everything tells its own story. Large Scotch producers marry casks. They are not, so this is per cask. Okay. It starts to smell better though once it got into the Glencarn. No. No, not for you. Okay. I have now smelled it and tasted it. Zero tentacles. You may have a different opinion, but Hmm. It's pretty weak, actually, for me. Yeah, it's not very alcoholy. Yeah. But it's super, super smoky, a little bit peaty. Um, yeah, I was just saying I'm getting uh, a mossy finish with it. But I just can't get over those those notes of like the the vinegary that it's just gross. It's not good. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, it is kind of sour. I'm gonna give it a one. Just why not? I don't know. Yeah. All right, cool. Trash. We say one to eight, so yeah. All right. In fairness, then I'll say one. If we can't do zero, yeah, I'll give this a negative five on the app. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Chapter seven, and I will describe it as vinegar trash. All right. All right. Well, there we go. Vinegar trash. That's a very good descriptor, I believe. So, and then mm. we're on to number four. This is from Prologue, mm. batch number two, blended malt malt Scotch whiskey. Okay. Yeah, it's not good. Don't buy it. All right, there you go. Don't gift it to Robbie. Yeah, it's bad enough that I will just say flat out, like, we don't need a sponsorship from this company ever, so. uh, (laughs) Well, I'm really optimistic for our next taste. It's a Indian whiskey from, it's a product of India. It's got to be better, right? Kemet, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. It is also a single malt whiskey, 46% alcohol. We never really get age statements out of these things. I've only tried one whiskey of India before, and uh, it was supposed to be one of the nicer brands, and I did not care for it. So I don't know. I'm hopeful that it doesn't go that direction. All right. As long as I don't open this one and immediately gag, I think it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Mm. Yeah, already better. I mean, it, it might not be good, but I didn't like die immediately. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe a little floral in the smell for me. All right. Let's see what's. Hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm getting um, like walking down the f- like fresh spring flowers aisle at mm. Lowe's when you're trying to shop for flowers. Right. I'm getting that on the nose. Yeah, and that's usually near like the lawnmowers and stuff. So you get like a little bit of oil smell and a little bit of like fresh plants. Yeah, a little bit of gasoline. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why that mix is very specific, but yet somehow completely landed for me. Yeah, and honestly, it smells like everything you would expect from, yeah, you have a, a mower going, you have like some plants and like you're out actively putting plants in the ground for the spring. That's what it kind of smells like. It must taste not great, though. <laughs> Yeah, it started out with a little bit of sweetness and then had this weird, like, bitter cabbage finish. Mm, oh, great. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this feels like something my, like someone's parents would make you eat at dinner at the end. Okay, exactly. Your face. It's not just me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like. 
really, really gross shoes. Like imagine foot gunk <laughs> in a shoe mixed with like a little bit of fruit, maybe. Like there's some kind of fruit there. Yeah, there was like an apricot in the beginning. And I was like, oh, this is going to be delightful cabbage. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Cannot wait. It does have a little of that sauerkraut finish. Right. Um, yeah. It's really weird. This one's getting poured out, too. This one's a, it's a little better. I could drink it if I had to. So I'm going to give it a two tentacles. Ooh, I'm going to also one. Sorry, India should stop making whiskey. Ooh, a bold statement. Yeah, I know. It sounds mean. It is. They should not. This I've had two, which is funny because I had uh, Indian food the other night because I had been having a lot of like very heavy meals. And uh, I was like, I just need something lighter. I want some vegetables. And I, I like a vegetarian curry. Yeah. Like that's a great way to like just get like a flavorful meal feel like it's a bit healthier and uh so the food all about it keep making food please yeah you gotta eat but yeah i was gonna say i wonder if this is like some of the things that have made it not good is it's meant to pair with some of the food perhaps like is there a specific food that would make this not taste terrible i don't know I don't know. There you go. If, uh, if any of our listeners are able to chime in and give us helpful advice to make it better or feel like, no, no, we're not giving it a fair or accurate chance, then I would like to put it in the realm where it might taste a bit better. But thus far, it hasn't worked out for me. This is a Comet, if you didn't look up what it was already. No, oh, I, I did. And I said it. And I just said I wasn't mm. sure exactly if it's Comet or Comet or whatever. Just uh, oh. Yeah, I don't know. The tasting notes tell you that it's supposed to be lively with fruity, vibrant, and spicy notes of vanilla, dried fruit, and oaky flavors. It's certainly lively. There's spice and dark chocolate in the background. It's supposed to linger with nutty flavors. I didn't get any of those things. Yeah, I'm calling an audible here yeah. and saying let's let's pull five out because three and four were so trash. Wow. I want to try something else. We're gonna, okay, we're going to make this mostly a whiskey whiskey episode. I mean, it is 1037 in the morning. Why not get a third? Get a real taste. Ah, product of USA. All right. Okay. USA. Oh, USA. Doesn't necessarily mean it'll be good, but it's hopefully not as bad. Well, it's World Cup time. So, you know, the USA has got to come through for us. I haven't watched any of it. Has the USA done well at all? Yes, we actually got out of the group. So we've moved on to the round of 16, the actual knockout rounds. We... Tied Wales. We tied England. We really should have beaten Wales. And then there was a weird penalty at the at the end. Had a great game against England and then played Iran in the final. And it was like politically charged before going into it. Mostly like some journalists back and forth. Not really amongst the teams, but uh, yeah, it was a fairly exciting game. Ended one nothing. And then we got to move on, knocks Iran out, and we play the Netherlands next, which is going to be quite a challenge. But, mm. you know, I'm optimistic. Anyway, back to whiskey. Uh, looks like this is from Bardstown. Yeah, so mm. category bourbon. Raw, it's redemption. This is like redemption bourbon. Four-year single straight bourbon whiskey, 48%. I've had redemption rye. I don't know if I've had their bourbon. Yeah, Bourbon Barrel Selections is a small company based in Bardstown. But then when you go to the details... It says the region is Connecticut, so it's very confusing. Redemption Rye Whiskey is known for producing great rye. No surprise there. Then they added a high rye bourbon to the lineup. Again, seems legit. 
And imagine our surprise when the company Redemption Rye Whiskey came out with a weeded bourbon, which has zero rye at all. And how much we like it. So, hmm. okay, we've got a mash bill of 51% corn, 45% winter wheat, and 4% malted barley. So, that's very interesting. The important thing is, did they say they liked the last two? Because if they did, they are liars. Yeah. Hopefully, they're setting us up for a win here. Yeah. This one already smells much better. Mm, yeah. All of these have a little bit more of a musty tone than i'm used to though mm. unless it's because i'm not rinsing my glass between these that's probably part of it yeah I, i'm getting a lot of vanilla yeah smoky vanilla e mm. yeah a little roasted vanilla or something like like if you smoked some vanilla i would say toasted marshmallows Ooh, yeah mm. oh that's much better thank god Ooh, that's pretty good i like that Oh, yeah, I'm getting a little more like roasted vanilla s'mores kind of blend in, in that flavor. Yeah. Finish even all the way through. Yeah, I could go so far as to say there's a little tiny bit of graham cracker in there. Yeah. No chocolate really for me, but. No, no chocolate. Yeah, that's true. But more of like the, you know, your marshmallows got a little char on it. and Yeah, it's like it does have a little bit of like sugariness of like. It does. It's either the the marshmallow or like I would think even some whipped cream kind of like mm. just the tiniest bit. Like it's got that little bit of confectionery quality to it. Yeah. And then almost a little bit of a nutty finish, like candied nuts, though, because I'm still getting sweet all the way through. But then it goes from more of a like smoky char to like a nuttiness in the finish. Yeah. And it's what I almost say, like candied pecans or something. Oh, yeah. I could say a little pecan. Yeah. Yeah. So this one's pretty good. I would say this is a six for me. Mm. Yeah. I was feeling well. So our last seven was a rye and now this is a bourbon. And I'm going to say this might be a seven in the bourbons for me. Oh, all right. Definitely. Yeah. I could come up to seven. Yeah. We're in the holiday season and I can see this easily being like a sipper around the fire where making s'mores for the kids and you are having a little whiskey. Yeah. All right, it's asking me to rate this compared to the Indian one. That's an easy choice. And compared to, okay, this is compared to the other rye we had, though. What do we think on that? They're pretty comparable. Maybe slightly towards the rye, like one towards the rye. Yeah, I think slightly towards the rye. Just because, like, getting that vanilla cream cola kind of flavor is very unique. Yeah. Some of the flavors we're getting here. Yeah, I would like to buy a bottle of that rye. So far, that's the one I've been most impressed with. Just go to uh, the Netherlands, apparently. Or probably Flaviar sells it, I think. I think there's a bottle <laughs> page where you can go buy it. That's the whole point, is they want you to buy the ones you like. Yeah. Get you to try a bunch. That's reasonable. All right. Well, we've spent a ton of time on whiskey on this one. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should talk about something else before people just stop listening at all. Okay. Do you want to talk about any of the state of JS questions? That might be an interesting one for some folks. Sure. I meant to look up some things about them, but we'll just approach them as, uh, you know, we don't necessarily know them either. So I, I actually filled out the survey the other day and wrote in Whiskey Web and whatnot. Reminder again to do that and mm. put it on your podcast. Okay. I was surprised there were several things I hadn't heard of. So the only things that I wrote down in our list here were the uh, JavaScript 
features. There's also like new browser features and like different things. We could do those on another episode of one of these 10. But so these are the the list of things. And it's like, have you heard of these? Do you know what they do? Is like kind of basically what they were asking. I'm a little surprised about the third bullet point there. But then again, dynamic imports I've used quite a bit in Next.js. And Next has its little wrapper around the native imports. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, dynamic imports are very useful mm-hmm. to sort of defer chunks yeah. until needed or unless needed. Actually, I do it in, uh, I use it, our open source wrapper around uh, Shepard for React Shepard. In the example site, I have to do a uh, dynamic import because you can't do server-side render, right, until you have window. So once you have window, now import thing. Uh, yes, which I think now Shepard has guards against server-side rendering to where it doesn't do anything if there's no window. Right. So yeah, that's good. There's also some other bugs, which we can, uh, that's another topic. We'll get get back to that. (laughs) That's for a longer, less whiskey-infused episode. Yeah, so some of the things they had on here were like proxies, which honestly, I don't know if you know, but it's like, to me, they're just kind of this like mysterious thing where if you don't want to actually touch the the real object, you like do a proxy and like whatever. And it's kind of like, to me, I'm like, why? Like if you knew what you were doing, right? Which I guess it's it's good for libraries or things that like where you don't control the object so that you don't mess it up. But to me, it's, I would just say, if there's a thing you don't want to mutate, don't mutate it. Like you don't need the proxy. You could just use an object or whatever. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't know how you feel about it, but. Yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. So then there's some things that like, I'm not necessarily familiar with this from its exact syntax here, but they have promise that all settled, which is very similar to like Ember has like, you know, way back in the day before promises were really a thing. They had like RSVP to do like RSVP dot hash or I think it's like dot all or similar things where it's basically wait for all of my promises to settle mm. before we go to the next thing where you can group mm. like, you know, 10 promises in an array and say, wait for all of these kind of thing. Yeah, that's nice stuff. Yeah. Nullish coalescing, again, that's something I uh, learned about a couple of years ago because it got added to TypeScript in a version. Oh, that's where it came from. Yeah, and then I guess now it's in the spec, but... uh, Yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah, it's nice. It's basically assigning default values if null, instead of having to go... Yeah, if null or undefined. Yes. That way you can make sure it's like, you know, if you meant to do an empty string or other falsy values, it doesn't check those. It's just, it's not like, or exactly. it's like specifically null and undefined, which is cool. Yeah. Instead of having a very messy, probably nested ternary kind of ridiculousness, mm-hmm. you got this just assigned default if, if null. Yeah. And I don't think it's on this list, but like the one that came with that, I'm blanking on what it is, the optional chaining. Mm. That's what, is that on here somewhere? Um, that came out at the same time-ish. It's not on the list though. Oh, okay. But that's another thing that's like huge. You don't have to be like, if foo and foo.bar and foo.bar.baz, you just go like foo question bar question baz. It's like, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And that's another TypeScript thing from a bit ago. So yeah. that was brought up into the spec from TypeScript. I know it was like really nice when mm. you started being able to use some of those things in projects. And I'm like, oh, now I don't have yeah. to do the whole yeah long chain of yeah. ridiculousness. It's a really hot take that like, I think Microsoft does everything right except for Windows. (laughs) Like every project they have is just 
awesome. Like TypeScript's great. I love playing uh, Xbox. Have you used Teams? Okay, okay. I would rather use Windows than Teams. Let me back that up. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Let me back up. So it's, okay, not literally everything, but it's like they own NPM, they own GitHub, they own LinkedIn, they own Xbox, they own like all of the Halo series, like all these games, like they just bought Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Everything I would want from leisure to work, they control, which is cool. Like VS Code. VS Code's great. But it's like Visual Studio is maybe not as great. Like the one you have to pay for that's like right. proprietary for .NET. Like yeah. the theme is the more enterprisey you get, the less their stuff is fun. But like they have a lot of cool stuff. Right. So their legacy stuff sucks. And their new Microsoft, Microsoft, you know, the Web3 version of, of Microsoft. Microsoft 3. Is good. Yeah, Microsoft 3 is good. Yeah. The legacy stuff, and I'm sure there are people that don't agree with this opinion, but yeah, the all of that old, we want to charge you money for licensing on all the things, that model of stuff, it's not good. Yeah. I liked, though, that, that in Windows, they finally allowed you to just install Linux so you can have a real terminal. Oh. And then... Uh, wow. Now I think it comes by default. Like you don't even have to install Ubuntu or something as your terminal. It's just like, you know, you can use Bash. You don't have to use PowerShell bullshit, which is cool. That's interesting. I wonder if that's like in the way that OSX allows you to either use Bash or ZSH, essentially a Z shell is the default shell. Yeah. I mean, you would think they could map everything from Unix-based shells to... Mm command prompt and just say like if you use the unix one just switch it to the i mean you would think they would go down that path because that's like my biggest complaint is if i'm doing development and i need to like debug something or even just run npm or whatever it's like oh well it runs a little different because it's a windows version and whatever and like Mm -hmm. on every other computer it runs this way and it's like okay well that doesn't quite work but right you know maybe they'll get there Interesting. Hot take there. So, yeah. So, you know, they've come a long way and uh, we can agree on some things. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, It is a little scary that they own all of JavaScript development, though, because it's a little bit of a monopoly, but they've done well with it. You could always start pushing to GitLab. You uh, can start using Vim if you want something else. Host my own NPM. Yeah, host your own. Actually, yeah, you can do that, which half the time just essentially ends up being a proxy to NPM, right? Because there's things you need. Oh, all of the time. Yeah. Every client I've worked with that has like their own artifactory is like, oh, it just installs from NPM and then like yeah. comes back to their like it just ass- that you have like a couple of internal packages, but the rest is just a proxy. Exactly. Yeah. That way you don't have to like pay for private NPM or something like that. But yeah. Eh. Yeah. Verdaccio. Yeah. Verdaccio is one of the more recent ones that I've had experience with. Private package repository. Gotcha. So, yeah, let's let's go through just the last couple. Of, we don't have to do all of these, but um, other things that are on State of JS. So if people haven't done the State of JS survey yet, you're going to be ahead here. You're going to have heard of some of these things, even though maybe you hadn't. Mm-hmm. Private fields, I think, also came from TypeScript, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were initially there. So now you can do that in JavaScript. You just put the little hash in front and it's private. Numeric separators. I don't even know what that is. I think I meant to put... I don't know. It sounds weird. Yeah, I think I meant to put an example. But we're just going to say I haven't heard of it. (laughs) And maybe we'll give you an example another time. 
There's new string methods, like similar to string replace and match. You can now replace all or match all, which I think just finds all the occurrences and replaces or matches. Nice. Logical assignment I did not know existed. Have you seen that? I have seen a thing about it, and I'm not recalling exactly. Like people like saying, this is cool, blah, 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 and then seeing that syntax, and then I, I didn't. I didn't ever dig into it. So it's basically like if the value is falsy. So you say like you have an object and that object might have a title, right? So if the title was empty string and you said foo.title or equals new title or something, because it's an empty string, which is falsy, that or equals will set it. If it was set to like uh, my cool title, like already set to a string, it won't set it. Gotcha. It's more of a readability thing. Kind of. Yeah, it's it's similar to like just using or or I guess it's different because it works with empty string too, but like like the nullish coalescing kind of idea, but like with assignments kind of. I don't know. I see. I'm unlikely to use it probably. It's it's a little weird looking, but <laughs> it's cool. Looks funny to me. Promise.ne. Uh, I honestly don't know what that is. I'm guessing that's if any of the promises has resolved. Yep. It's just so just the first one resolves, then it'll start doing other things. Uh, And they have array at, which I've used. That's really useful for getting the last element of the array. Mm. So instead of doing like array brackets, array dot length minus one, like Mm -hmm. we normally do, you do array dot at negative one, and it gives you the last element. Okay. A little more readable. Get it? Yeah. You can use it for anything else too, like at whatever index but uh yeah top level of weight it's a weight but at the top level yeah yeah outside of the <laughs> scope yeah of a asynchronous function right so i guess that would be useful for like doing i don't know what dynamic imports or api calls before you actually wanted to start writing your functions and stuff mm-hmm. let's see temporal i've seen a lot of people post about about like fixing all of our dates and time problems with temporal but i don't know what it does have you used it or looked at it at all I looked at it once because, again, seeing people talk about it, and I was like, oh, cool. But then if you're not putting anything in place, then you're like, what is this? Better way to develop applications is what I see. Mm. It's probably different. So I probably looked at a different thing. There's a company called Temporal, temporal.io, less plumbing, more coding. Do like MDN Temporal or something. Date JavaScript, okay. Temporal documentation, Oof. So TC39 is working on Temporal, a new date-time API. Hmm. That's all I get to know. Like MoMA.js, but yeah. officially supported, I guess. Yeah. Date has been a long pain point in ECMAScript. This is a proposal for Temporal, a global object that acts as a top-level namespace like math. So there you go. It's kind of like a... Hmm. So it's date-time utils, basically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Built in okay. to the native API. So that seems nice. There's a lot of stuff built in now, though, where you can do like the like INTL, I don't know, format date for like your country or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll do a lot of that. Yeah, it is. But it's really complex, right? You got to know yeah. all of the different methods to call to get like the exact yeah. date and formatting and all this crazy stuff. Yeah, I would love to see. I don't know what this temporal thing is going to be like, but it's similar to moment where it's like pass it a date or a string that's like a U- UTC, UTC, like timestamp or like 
epoch or a like any kind of thing, right? That could represent a date and then give it a format string of like month, month slash day, day slash year, year, year or whatever is like, and I want it to look like this. That would be great. I would love that to be built in, but it'll probably be not as nice as that. I'm assuming it'll be, have some rough edges, but we'll see. And yeah, so there's a few other things, nothing too exciting, like array, find last, get the last instance of the thing you're trying to find, I guess, etc. We're just going to skip the rest. We're a little bit over our 30 minute limit here. So it's because of Robbie's drinking problem. Yeah, it gets us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is our second advent of whiskey. We will have eight more, I guess. We're supposed to have 10. I don't know. We'll do math. We'll, we'll drink all the whiskeys and we'll keep recording things until you stop hearing from us. So we'll catch you, I guess, tomorrow when you hear the next one of these. Boom, boom, boom. Thanks for listening to Whiskey Web and Whatnot. This podcast is brought to you by ShipShape and produced by Podcast Royale. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with a friend or two and leave us a rating and maybe a review as long as it's good. You can subscribe to future episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more info about ShipShape and this show, check out our website at shipshape.io.